Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Thursday, February 9th, and we start with local news. Yesterday afternoon, United States Secretary of the Treasury Janet Yellen visited the Altium Cells Battery Plant in Spring Hill. WKOM WKRM's Delk Kennedy attended the event and got to hear her remarks. This is Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I am the Ultium Cells plant under construction here in Spring Hill. I'm inside. This place is enormous. Right now, it's a giant cavern. It looks as if the shell has been completed, and they're ready to start moving equipment and machinery into the inside of this building and setting up a lithium-ion battery plant to power Cadillac Lyrics and perhaps other electric vehicles. And it will, upon completion, employ 1,700 people from right here in Middle Tennessee. I've been at a speech by uh, United States Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Uh, she expe- expressed optimism about the future for Ultium cells, electric vehicles, and what was going on here at Spring Hill, as well as some other things on our list from around the country. I'm grateful to the leaders and workers of Ultium Cells for having me here today. Construction sites like this give me hope because they mean that we're in the process of building something new. In this case, it's a 2.8 million square foot factory with some of the most advanced battery manufacturing processes in the world. And it's a factory that will support 1,700 high-tech jobs. More broadly, across many metrics, Americans are largely in better financial shape than before the pandemic began. The rate of Americans without health insurance reached an all-time low in 2022. And foreclosure rates remain below pre-pandemic averages. Those across the world know that the world is better when the United States is strong at home. For all that Americans have faced in the last three years, I am convinced now, more than ever, that progress is possible. Together we can build a better life for millions of Americans, and we can build a country that is more inclusive and resilient, and we can sustain our leadership in the 21st century. Thank you so much. Thanks for the invitation. Again, this is Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio, at the Ultium Cells plant under construction here in Spring Hill. It's enormous. It will eventually employ 1,700 people. Right now, it's just a giant cavern. We could have probably, I don't know, 30 basketball games in here, 40, 50, maybe 100. I don't know. It's huge. And we've heard from Treasury Secretary of the United States, Janet Yellen, regarding EVs and the federal government's role in battery production going forward. Two arrests have been made in connection with a shooting that took place on January 26 in the area of Saturn Parkway and Port Royal Road in Spring Hill. According to a press release from the Spring Hill Police Department, 24-year-old Juan Salas of Spring Hill and 20-year-old Nathan Grove of Columbia have been charged with attempted second-degree murder, possession of a weapon during a dangerous felony, and reckless endangerment. Grove was also charged with tampering with evidence. Spring Hill Police Department said the motive appears to be a road rage incident. 
On January 26th, officers were dispatched to the 4600 block of Port Royal Road at 10.30 p.m. after receiving calls concerning someone shooting a gun. According to Spring Hill Police Department, witnesses stated they heard several gunshots and saw an individual standing outside of what appeared to be a dark-colored SUV. Officers were unable to locate any victims or vehicles at the time. Soon after, the individual in the car being shot at reportedly returned and spoke to police, who identified bullet holes in the vehicle. No one was injured in the shooting. Salas and Grove are currently in custody at the Murray County Jail. The court date was not immediately available. The Board of Mayor and Aldermen of Spring Hill examined designs for the proposed fire station for this week, which staff promises to be a much-needed upgrade to Spring Hill Fire Department's growing needs. The need for a new station has been in the works for many years, beginning around 2018 and 2019. Fire Chief Greg Temple said he hopes the process will not take that much longer now that a design is on the table. As of now, the station is expected to open and be fully operational at the corner of Duplex and Buckner Roads by November of 2024. This is truly going to be a hub for the community, Temple said. We are looking for this building to be a 50-year plan, and so it's going to be around for a long time, he said. The new 17,023-square-foot station's proposed design, created by Renaissance Group Consulting Firm, will keep the traditional fire hall look and feel, but with a whole lot more resources available for staff, as well as office space for Spring Hill police personnel. This includes individual dorm rooms for staff, four drive through bays, spaces for training, and an in-house gym. Other features include a commercial kitchen as well as a conference room that doubles as an emergency storm shelter. The station will also be dedicated to the memory of former firefighter Mitchell Earwood, who died May 3, 2020, while off duty. As far as the public benefit, Station 4 will also create an immediate impact on Spring Hill Fire Department's response times, Temple added. It will also allow the opportunity to hire 15 new firefighters, which has been another need for the department. Once Station 4 is up and running, we're expected to see about a 25% decrease in response times, specifically in that area, as well as other areas in providing need to those other stations, Temple said. The hiring of the firefighters at the station also needs to be staggered. We'd like to try and hire six in January and then the other nine in July, which allows us to do promotions for other positions and also get those folks on board and ready to work at this station when it's ready to open, he said. Mayor Jim Hageman jokingly asked Temple if there would also be a traditional fire pole. Temple replied, saying a fire pole will be part of the design. He and his staff just aren't sure who will be brave enough to try it out first. It's a tradition to install a fire pole. Aesthetically, it's going to be very pleasing, and it's also going to be very functional, Temple said. We're taking bets on who's going to be the first one that wants to go down. During an open house, I don't think it's going to be a lot. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see, he said. The project is expected to break ground in October, with a construction cost estimated at $6 million. However, some city staff raised concerns whether city could afford it, given the need for other capital projects, such as addressing the city's water capacity issues, multiple roadway projects, as well as a new library and police headquarters. I'm overjoyed with this plan, but what I am not overjoyed with is the cash flow situation we need to look at, City Administrator Pam Kasky said. Whether we can get there in exactly the same time frame the chief would like to get there is unknown. Another thing we are all dealing with right now is the increasing costs of everything, she said. 
The site plan design will appear as part of the resolution later this month, where the Board of Mayor and Aldermen will vote its recommendation to be considered by the Planning Commission. Once approved, the Planning Commission will review the design and resubmit the design to the Board of Mayor and Aldermen with its recommendation to approve or deny. Columbia State Community College students led by Dr. Elvira Ivazova recently won second place in the microbiology category at the 132nd Tennessee Academy of Science meeting. Columbia State Biology Research students Miriam Galindo from Brentwood, Annalisa Matsarakis from Franklin, and James Batista from Chapel Hill presented their research findings at the 132nd Tennessee Academy of Science meeting held at the Tennessee State University. Galindo received second place for her oral presentation titled Commonalities of TNRNA Present in Cluster A Microbacteriophage Genomes and Their Effects on M. Tuberculosis Infection. Matsarakis and Batista also received second place for a poster presentation entitled Translational Frameshift in the Tail Assembly Chaperone Genes in the Novel Bacteriophage Seawolves. We are so proud of our students' accomplishments and always appreciate an opportunity to represent Columbia State at different scholarly events, said Ivazova. Columbia State Associate Press Professor of Biology and Undergraduate Biology Research Coordinator. The presentations, which were reviewed rigorously by an expert panel, focused on the uppermost cutting edge of biomedicine, a field dedicated to the discovery and study of novel bacteria-infecting viruses, with the goal of fighting multidrug-resistant microbes. The students were also invited to present at the annual National Conference on Undergraduate Research in April at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. The Tennessee Academy of Science, founded in 1912, is an affiliate of the American Association for the Advancement of Science, seeks to promote scientific research in the state of Tennessee. As a nonprofit organization, they organize symposia, manage programs in various fields, and communicate with the national scientific culture. They also work to diversify the science field by associating with the public and members of other academic areas. For more information on the Tennessee Academy of Science, visit www.tenacadofsci.org. The Columbia State Biology Department has two courses with discovery and project-based research components, Honors General Biology and Biology Research, which are conducted in collaboration with the Howard Hughes Medical Institute. The courses are designed to provide an authentic research experience for students with little or no prior lab skills. For more information, visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash undergrad research. A new rental home in Spring Hill called Spring Hill Haven has opened for use to anyone who wants to explore and learn more about Spring Hill and Southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM WKRM's Delk Kennedy attended the ribbon cutting to learn more. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today I am in Spring Hill. I'm at the grand opening and ribbon cutting for Spring Hill Haven. I'm speaking with Sherry Alford, who is the proprietor of Spring Hill Haven. I'm standing inside a beautifully refurbished home right here in the middle of Spring Hill. Sherry, tell us what Spring Hill Haven is. Spring Hill Haven is a furnished short-term rental home. It's three-bedroom, two-bath. We've been recently remodeled and very heartfully decorated with warm colors and an eye to detail. We're very concerned about comfort and safety for our guests who can come stay the home uh, nightly, weekly, or monthly. We have a lot of guests coming from out of town who are visiting residents of Spring Hill or considering becoming residents of Spring Hill and want to see what it's like to live here. 
Wow, that's fantastic. And so many people are coming to this area, and I hear that they often seek a short-term rental like this so they can sort of get their bearings, figure out where they want to live, look at perhaps other homes to rent or buy on a long-term basis. Exactly. And we carefully chose the location so it would be convenient for people. There's a shopping, restaurants, easy access to the highway. We're about 40 minutes south of Nashville, 20 minutes from Franklin, and 20 minutes from Columbia. So there's tons to do in this area and very easy to reach it when this is your home base. For more information or to obtain a, a rental, where do people go? They can find the listing on VRBO or Airbnb, or they can just go to my website, www.springhillhaven.com, and I can help them book directly without paying those extra platform fees. Okay, give me that website one more time. www.springhillhaven.com. Okay, this is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Again, I'm at a residence here in downtown Spring Hill, which is now the Spring Hill Haven, available for short-term rentals. Uh, If you're visiting the area just to visit, or if you're thinking about moving to the area, go to springhillhaven.com. Congratulations again, Sherry, on your grand opening and ribbon cutting. Thank you so much. Thank you. Chef Nick Jones hails from Napa Valley, California, bringing healthy, whole food options to Columbia by way of his new food truck, Hen House, offering gourmet items from upscale crisp potatoes and roasted beets to herb-grilled chicken using Argentinian-inspired cooking techniques. At Hen House Food Truck in Columbia, parked at 609 Garden Street this week, customers can eat the rainbow, including beets with goat cheese crema, mandarin oranges drizzled with chili oil, and grilled cremini mushrooms from Mellow Nomad Mushrooms in Murray County, all served with a hearty portion of roasted chicken. We want to elevate the food culture in Columbia, bringing a fresher, different type of food, Jones said. We have people who try our food and say, I never liked beets until today. If God put food on this earth, you just need to know how to prepare it, he said. And with an extensive culinary background in the kitchen and on the farm, Jones brings his expertise in how to prepare the local food Columbia Farms have to offer. Jones guarantees that if you grew up on fried chicken, you'll love his juicy roasted oven chicken, finished on the grill, pressed by a brick to create a perfectly crispy skin. And if you like fried potatoes, you'll love his crispy patata bravas topped with homemade lime aioli. As for the beets, Jones cooks them plancha style using a cast iron flat top grill to make sure the sugars are caramelized for a balanced sweet and savory taste. Jones first began his almost 25-year career in cuisine working under the tutelage of celebrity chef Wolfgang Puck as part of his catering company. He then went on to serve as executive chef at acclaimed restaurant Goose and Gander in St. Helena, California, which uses fresh ingredients from its own gardens close by. Jones and his wife Jada moved to Columbia almost two years ago when Nick first worked for a catering company in Nashville, but the couple finally decided to bring their own culinary venture to Columbia. We're not city people, Nick Jones said. We wanted to be close enough to the city, but far enough that it didn't feel like the city, he said. Impressed with the friendly people and the local farm scene when the first couple first visited southern middle Tennessee, they thought, this is it, he said. We felt like we'd have a bright future here. Starting that bright future and a family, the couple welcomed their first child last year. When my wife was pregnant, we had a hard time finding healthy organic food, Jones said, so we thought, let's create our own place. Nick Jones said his style of cooking is fresh, farm-inspired whole food, cooked for the seasons, and as organic as possible. The concept is to work with the local farms out here, he said. 
Just a few of those farms include True Blue Farm in southern Middle Tennessee, Taylor Family Farm in Etheridge, Tennessee, Pig and Leaf Farm in Lewis County, The Farm and Fiddle in Santa Fe, Allenbrook Farms in Spring Hill, Red Thread Farm north of Leaper's Fork, and Mellow Nomad Mushrooms in Murray County. With an array of fresh produce, perfectly seared mushrooms, and local chicken, Jones loves to conjure herb pesto and chimichurri sauces while using a brick to quick sear his quarter or half chickens, all of which have a Spanish and Argentinian influence. In addition to training in the kitchen and at culinary schools, Le Cordon Bleu College of Culinary Arts in Pasadena and Culinary Institute of America in Napa, Jones has also received extensive training directly on the farm as head of the charcuterie program at the 650-acre farmstead at Longmeadow Ranch, a cattle ranch and winery in St. Helena, California. He is also a sommelier with a wine studies degree. Even though the most people Jones has cooked for in a day is around 10,000 with the puck team. At large events such as the Grammys and the Rose Bowl, for example, he wants to nourish the people of Columbia by offering healthy, whole, organic food farm-to-truck at Hen House. Working at big-scale venues allows you to learn to work under pressure really well, Jones said. We absolutely love the community support, and the community has been so welcoming to newcomers. We've been blown away, he said. Henhouse is taking Super Bowl pre-orders for chicken wings, offering Vietnamese sticky wings with sweet chili and honey, fried garlic and scallions, and Korean barbecue wings with gochujang, ginger, and sesame seeds. To place your order, you can email info at henhousetn.com or DM Henhouse on Facebook. This week, Henhouse will be parked at 609 Garden Street from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. today and from 12 to 7 p.m. on Friday and Sunday from 12 to 7 p.m. It will be parked at 12th South Farmers Market for a Valentine's Day pop-up on Saturday from 12 to 4 p.m. For your southern middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies today with temperatures dropping throughout the day from a high in the low 60s early to near 50 degrees by day's end. Winds will be out of the west-southwest at 15 to 25 miles per hour. Winds could occasionally gust over 40 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect some clouds and a low of 38. Winds will die down and be light and variable. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness, and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. Family first. My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. 
and it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Chris Dowdy from Tennessee Children's Home. We are overwhelmed by the support through our move to our new Spring Hill campus. We are excited about the new opportunities that these buildings will provide us to serve at-risk youth. We ask that you will continue to pray for us and those that we serve. We still need your continued support. Visit our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, to make a donation or learn more about what we're doing to serve at-risk youth in Tennessee. For the love of Tennessee at dawn. For the love of the fight. For the love of having nowhere else you'd rather be. For the love of Tennessee. Travel safe. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. One of Tennessee's most influential Republican lawmakers says the state should stop accepting the nearly $1.8 billion of federal K-12 education dollars that help provide support for low-income students, English learners, and students with disabilities. 
House Speaker Cameron Sexton told the Associated Press that he has introduced a bill to explore the idea during this year's legislative session and has begun discussing the idea with Governor Bill Lee and other key GOP lawmakers. Basically, we'll be able to educate the kids how Tennessee sees fit, Sexton said, pointing that rejecting the money would mean that Tennessee would no longer have federal government interference. Today, no state has successfully rejected federal education funds, even as state and local officials have long grumbled about some of the requirements and testing that at times come attached to the money. Many Republican politicians and candidates at the federal level have also made a habit of calling for the outright elimination of the U.S. Department of Education. According to Sexton, Tennessee is currently in the financial position to use state tax dollars to replace federal education funds. He pointed to the $3.2 billion in new spending outlined in Governor Bill Lee's recent budget proposal for the upcoming fiscal year as proof that the state could easily cover the federal government's portion. Federal dollars make up a small slice of Tennessee's K-12 education funding, which had an almost $8.3 billion budget as of fiscal year 2023. Yet the federal money is seen as a key tool to supporting schools in low-income areas and special education. Sexton says he has been mulling the proposal for a while, but this week he publicly touted the idea in front of a packed room full of lawmakers, lobbyists, and other leaders at the Tennessee Farm Bureau luncheon on Tuesday. We as a state can lead the nation once again in telling the federal government that they can keep their money and we'll just do things the Tennessee way, Sexton said at the event. And that should start, first and foremost, with the Department of Education, he said. However, he later acknowledged to the AP that such an undertaking had never been accomplished before by a state. A spokesperson for Governor Lee did not immediately return a request for a comment. Senate Speaker Randy McNally said he was open to the proposal, saying that federal mandates in the area of education can be overly burdensome. McNally thinks a discussion about foregoing this money, a relatively small part of overall education funding, in order to maintain more control over how we educate our Tennessee students, is a constructive conversation to have, said spokesperson Adam Kleinheider. The Tennessee Department of Education announced additional registered teacher occupation programs are now available for aspiring educators through Tennessee's Grow Your Own, or GYO, initiative, immediately expanding opportunity to train future teachers and strengthening the teacher pipeline in Tennessee. To further strengthen the state educators' pipeline, two additional educator preparation providers, or EPPs, the University of Memphis and Areet Memphis Public Montessori, have been approved to offer teacher apprenticeships, bringing additional educator talent to the state to increase high-quality academic opportunities for Tennessee students. You can read more on the state's newly approved models in an overview with additional Grow Your Own resources recently added to the state's page. You can learn more at growyourown.tn.gov. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Columbia's own 7th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Tournament returns March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex. Come see the Lady Volunteers face off against Austin P. starting at 5.30 p.m. Opening game, Columbia State versus Motlow College at 1 p.m. Food trucks on site and parking is free. Tickets are $10 and sold exclusively online at columbiatn.com slash midstateclassic. Or check out the City of Columbia Parks and Recreation today. The Mid-State Classic, March 15th. See you at the game. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today, and now our final story. Fresh off of last year's induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, new wave greats Duran Duran will have announced a 2023 North American tour, and the trek includes the band's first concert in Nashville in seven years. Duran Duran's Future Past tour, named for their 2021 album, will stop at Bridgestone Arena on June 13th. Ticket pre-sales will be offered to the band's VIP community, fan club, city card members, and more from February 13th through the 15th. General tickets go on sale starting at 10 a.m. on Thursday, February 16th. The band will be joined by the entire tour during the entire tour by British pop rock group Bastille, known for their 20-teens hits Pompeii and Happier, and disco funk mastermind Niall Rogers, who fronts a modern version of his legendary band, Chic. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.